Right, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. The most fun you can have on the internet, uh, on the free website. It's me, Lady Ada. We're here at the Adafruit Factory. Adafruit Factory is where we do all of our design and testing and manufacturing and coding and shipping. But right now, it's resting. It's resting and relaxing because you, the viewer, are going to show up and for the next half an hour, show and tell what you're working on, whether it be 3D printing or crafting or sewing or making or hacking Game Boys, we would love to see what you're working on. We're going to kick it off with some Adafruit peeps and then see who else has visited from around the world. Let's start with Scott from Adafruit Northwest. Hello, Scott. Hello. Um, so I went, I didn't actually go to PAX West, which was here in Seattle, but I went and hung out with some people who were in town for that. And uh, I brought my Game Boy along. Um, with the CircuitPython cartridge, and you might remember that I had to have a wire on it. So Ooh. I did a PCB rev, um, and so that's what's in here. And I'll turn it on, and nothing happens. But if I do this, then it works. And you may have heard there's a second beep, and that's me poking at the registers to make the second thing go. Uh, <laughs> which I'm very excited about, because the idea is that Python will queue up that little bit of code needed to trigger it, so you'll be able to play songs that you established in CircuitPython. Um, the thing I have on the back is uh, an alligator clip clipped to a hook that I put on the next rev, and I just touch it to the... Well, actually, this is hooked to the reset line, so I just hit it on the ground, and then it gets going. So I've got some reset issues, which are <laughs> not uncommon in uh, early board revs. So all right. I'm working okay. on that. And I want the API to be the same as all the display stuff so that if you're, regardless of what display you're working on, you can pretty easily port assets over from one to the other. Yeah, and you've been doing a lot of display IO hacking in CircuitPython. So that's mm -hmm. exciting. We will soon have demos. People yeah, can it's all the same thing. So I'd, I'd love to write a version of Celeste that works across all of them. You are a master of API design. I will say that all of your APIs have been uh, a pleasure to use. I'm glad. I'm glad. I actually talked to a, a former colleague of mine who's who's still at Google who still works with code I did like three years ago. And I'm like, Travis, tell me, like, is my code still like, is it OK? Like, like, it's actually a person. <laughs> yeah, my my friend, my real life friend, Travis, um, I was asking him, like, you know, when I designed this thing before I left Google, like, has it stood the test of time? Because I think one thing software engineering doesn't have a lot of is that longer feedback loop of like, yeah. how well things are designed. And he said it was pretty solid still. So I'm right. hopefully, Good hopefully work. not ruining all the CircuitPython stuff as well. Now, everything's been awesome. All right, thanks for the uh, check-in with that Game Boy. And people love that. We tweeted it. It got lots of uh, excitement. So I think people are still excited. That yeah, Game Boy is 25 years old. So you're, don't worry. You're, there's no rush. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do it again. Probably. Yeah, I'll do it again forever. All right, yeah. Philby, <laughs> what are you dragoning? Hey, I am dragoning, in fact. Um, yeah, it was something actually I did way back at Maker Fair, but um, it's relevant because Halloween is coming up. Um, I had done, you know, a bunch of the digital eyeball blinky eyes at Maker Fair, and just eyes like it doesn't make sense. So I wanted to like show people like what can you do with this thing. So I had I had put together a um, the dragon mask that has the blinky and uh, it's it's kind of fun because one side I intentionally did it unfinished, you know, showing the the progress as you build it up into a finished dragon on this end. Wow! Anyway, you go on. Uh... Oh, you lost your mic. Did you hit? 
hit mute. Okay. There. Okay. Now I'm good. Yeah. Uh, you go on Etsy.com, you search for uh, resin mask, and you find all these really cool. There's monsters and dragons and skulls and stuff. And um, anyway, I bring it up now because it's like a couple months to Halloween and people can get going. Thank you to all the like burners who did not do all their stuff at the last minute this year. It's like people seem to like have their stuff, you know, queued up well this year. It only took them like 15 years. And also every year we post the warning, like don't wait to the last moment. But don't worry, people still emailed us asking for I only, got, I only got about a half dozen frantic voicemails right, but it was it was it was way down like people yeah. are starting to get the, the rhythm to this yeah so i don't have your phone number i got mine anyway it's a good time to get started on if something is very crafty that you're doing for halloween halloween's um, almost over as we were talking it's, it's yeah, all thing is like i'm thinking ahead to the next thing and i'm kind of sad because it's like oh no there's no halloween but it's yeah. oh it's still a couple months out there all right, well, let's post halloween all right, thanks for the update and the beautiful yeah. dragon head. Okay, yeah, so folks should make one. They're fun. Yep. All right. Looks great. All right, next up, Colin and his musical stylings. Yeah, we got a lot of style going on here now. Uh, a lot of wires all over the place. Uh, so I hope this uh, is all functional. So last week I showed you the Cricket solenoid drummer, which is little 5-volt solenoids uh, that uh, are hitting little cans and such. And I'll move over to that camera right now. And you remember it fondly, I hope. Uh, and now I have it hooked up and running with MIDI control. Which is nice, because you can play it on a keyboard, sure. But what's really fun is going into Ableton Live and making a bunch of crazy sequences to play with it, such as. You know, it's a fun little thing. You can even like get a little crazy and do lots of crazy. You know. Yeah, so you can get industrial. And that's, that's nice. Good work, Colin. Yeah. Nice work. This looks looking great. All right, be ready to play so at the end. Uh, yeah, I will. I hope you like that tune. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll just play that tune again. All right. Next up, Nolan Pedro, what are you 3D printing this week? Sure. That was very cool. Thanks, Colin. <laughs> Hard to be that one, but yeah, this yeah, week, yeah. super simple uh, motorized cricket powered uh, marble run. So let me go ahead and turn that on. And all it is is a modified version of this really cool marble run that we got. And uh, designed by Tulio Lassen. And we have a cricket CPX inside there. It's just turning an elevator here. And turn that off real quick because it is pretty loud. Get the button on there. So we that have. looks incredibly fun. Yeah, it's super fun. We're using the uh, UV reactive um, filament along with the uh, UV neo pixel strip inside. We also have like buttons on the sides. You control different modes on and off. Have the USB port on the side. You can still program with make code and have a um, barrel opening so you can plug that into the wall. So you can keep that going with all the mesmerizingness of the track and all that. Side switch on the side, and if we open this up, a little spudger here, you can see how all this is working. It's just a nice little circuit sandwich. And we had a hour-long 3D hangouts that tells you how to set up all the little brackets that go up in there. Nice little removable TT motor that lets you get access to the um, little reset button on there, so you can still use make code on that. 
Yeah, and that's what everything looks like. Super simple, but you can modify this and use it on anything that requires like a center base that you can stick like a, you know, like what this is, the elevator gear on there. So the only modifications we had to do is just add the slot for the motor. It just plugs in like that. And it just turns the uh, 9.5 mil uh, bearings up and down all the tracks. So super easy project that you can do. Uh, it takes about four hours to print. And you can get all the guide and the instructions on the learn. Yeah. And one awesome. last one. I think somebody was asking on Twitter. Uh, yeah, um, we put it. Showed earlier. I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> we put Sorry. a case together for uh, the Halloween, uh, the Featherwing. Yeah. There it is. So it's just a case. Yeah. Um, and I was able to fit. Uh, you're trying to get it pretty thin, but we'll probably make a different version with a bigger battery because right now it has a kind of small battery in it. Oh, yeah. We have the battery that's. Um, we we, we, did, uh, we just got some batteries in that are they fit between the feather headers. Oh, so uh, that's so great. That's exactly we'll, what I need. Yeah, that's a preview. They're not out in the store yet, but they're coming very soon. Uh, yeah. We'll maybe have it as a coming soon. But yeah, you can pick up some of those and then design the case around it. Wow. Excellent. So also work with the 350 milliamp hour batteries. Oh, okay. Sweet. If everybody needs the PCB file in 3D or in 2D, you can, can check out. It's all up on GitHub. Okay. Thank Yay. you. All right. Yay. JP. Hello. We can't hear you. Nope. Nope. You got the Mike B disease, whatever he had. You got the same thing. Nope. Nope. There we go. JP. Oh, hey. Okay. Now you're fine. I had it still asking my USB uh, mixer for the mic, and that's not what I'm plugged in today. Okay. Uh, so I wanted to give a little uh, preview of what I'll be doing on the live stream tomorrow. And actually, I know some people were telling me they don't want to know until the live stream. So if you're one of those people, don't look because this no, is. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Um, two eye patches. Uh, exactly. Hey, speaking of eye patches, so my good friend, the Halloween, uh, I'm going to wave my magic wand and make it big and dimensional. Uh, and when I remove the little eye patch here, got some live demo. Oh, I need to make it know that a human walked by. Is it on? Oh no, it's not. It is live demo. Oh, did I turn it off? Hello. Hello. There we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, much like Phil B, sticking eyeballs inside of masks is. Uh, is where it's at, especially if you're getting ready for Halloween. So this one, if you'll notice, has a PIR sensor here. So that's going to uh, play into what we what we do with this tomorrow. Um, but as you can imagine, being able to react to things uh, that have a heat signature walking by uh, is going to be part of how we activate our uh, prop. And you can hang this like on a door. Uh, I've got this thing separated out from full skull to semi-skull so that it'll fit nicely on a door. Um, but it's going to be a pretty versatile project that you'll be able to do lots of different stuff with. And uh, I've been working on a guide that'll be out on Friday. So there's still definitely time to uh, make your uh, all-seeing skull eye projects uh, dreams come true for this Halloween. It looks like he's smiling. Or she. Hi. Friendly skull. Hello. Let's be friends. All right. Well, that sounds exciting. And then, of course, last week you had the Halloween, uh, sorry, the Halloween uh, lightsaber guide. Yes. People can check that out because that guide is live. Check right. it out. That is all the info peeps. Let's go to Roberto. Hey, Roberto. Hello, folks. Can y'all hear me okay? Yes. Can you hear you? All right. Cool. Uh, last week I was trying to show some work I've been doing with a uh, laser engraver. Oh. It's actually one that Noah and Pedro had blogged about probably two years ago or more and the 
the brand is like the the Niji or Nije engravers, and uh, on the background uh, is a fork of the project from I guess Cameron is his name, and he has some command line utilities to control that uh, model of uh, laser engraver. Can y'all hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, we're we're entranced. Okay, so. Um, I, I totally acknowledge that the project uh, laser web exists and those are more for open source and open hardware profiles of laser engravers but those Neji ones are, are it's kind of like a black box you just kind of what I've been noticing is people are USB sniffing figuring out the protocol and, and like I said there's a, a command line interface for that model and uh, I, I'm building on top of that uh, a project that I'm calling Neji engrave um, and it's a web interface to that command line, and it, uh, it it's written in Java, the language I'm most familiar with. But it also has a, a, a just a small segment that, like, I'm I'm kind of uh, by the the fate of the universe and somewhat by a personal choice in between jobs. And so over the last month, I've been wanting to uh, find uh, ways to integrate continuous integration into my personal projects even more than I have before. So what I did was uh, create some Ansible scripts that manage the, the you know the life cycle of building and uh, deploying this uh, web application to a Raspberry Pi, and so that's what this directory contains here is a bunch of scripts like for uh, installing all the main software, installing the server, starting and stopping the Neji server, as well as uh, I'm I'm using uh, Jenkins, so my continuous integration scripts are uh, Jenkins files. And this one here is for deployment. You can see it just invokes the Ansible playbook with uh, the defined, uh, with the name of the, the playbook. And then the inventory is kind of like, what are the, the hosts that are going to be uh, de deployed to? And right now I just have one one engraver. Uh, I kind of mentioned this already, as well as it, you know, there's scripts to start, stop, deploy, and install the camera. And on this page, uh, I have a list of those uh, Jenkins jobs that invoke that. So you, you can kind of see on this next tab that if you go to the output, it'll give you everything that, that like happened. In this case, I deployed to this IP, and nothing failed. One changed. And then lastly, I, I forgot to mention, appreciate you having me. I really like being here. So here's, here's the application itself. It's available at that IP I mentioned, 113, on my local network at port 8080, which is configurable. And it has basic features like to reset the entire printer, uh, upload buttons, or sending new images to the, uh, to the printer, sorry, to the engraver. And then right here, I have a little uh, slider that indicates how many milliseconds will, that the laser engraver will stay over any given position. So it's the burn time. And then lastly, because I know there's other people, I'll just start an engraving, uh, which is going to be just like something like this. This is what I have so far, right? This is my favorite team happens to be, uh, well, the, you know, my local sports teams, in other words. That's what kind of I've been working on right now. Nice. Yeah, and of course, Star Wars stuff. So, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, lastly, I'll just start an engraving. Um, I was nervous to put a webcam inside of the engraver, so I put like a real cheapy one at first. So, so it, it didn't break the camera. So I have a webcam in there. So that's what you're gonna see on the right, and then I'll, I'll move on. So here you go. Okay. Ready? Start. Okay. Turn on the fire. Live. Ooh. Those are real. Ooh, it's happening. 
Yeah, I don't know if you can hear it. It's like right in the room next to me. No, um, we can see it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely going right now, and I, I can, I can vouch that I should be wearing my glasses. Uh, but yeah, if you want any more information, um, see those links on GitHub, and um, there's a link to the install guide as well. All right, awesome. Good work, And if you want a um, laser uh, patch, email support at Adafruit.com. We'll send you. We'll one. send you one. Use the cosplay Soundwave using y'all sound soundboard trigger. Oh, cool! Oh, soundwave for soundboard. That's nice. Oh, we'll come back and show that next week or yeah. whenever you finish it. Thank you. You should have the glasses on all the time. Okay. By the way, look cool. So, right, next up, Jonah. Jonah, and then we're gonna wrap and up with Matt. Matt and then Colin. Hey, Jonah, out. unmute your mic and show us what you've got. You're muted. Sorry, I forgot to okay. unmute mic. Um, I was on here a couple months ago and I was designing a tricorder. Um, so this is an update. And um. I wanted a user interface to navigate around through the sensors. And there wasn't one supported in CircuitPython, because Python's amazing, but we're still building up libraries, right? Yeah. So um, tell me if you can see it yeah. well. Yeah. Right. Uh, I have my fingers on up, down, and up, up, down, and enter buttons. Yeah. And where am I? So you can navigate through a bunch of sections. Ooh. And then you can hit enter to launch a program. And oh, this is so cool. AMG 8833 thermal camera on the back. Uh, um, but I've been doing that for the past two months. Awesome. Well, you should talk to Scott because he's doing a lot of uh, optimized display I.O. stuff for CircuitPython. So he would love to see how you did what you're doing or what you want to do, making sure that his API will match your tricorder project. This is a awesome. great opportunity. Please make LCAR's interface for circuit. Python, just a request. For <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, get on that. And then uh, if you want a Blinka temporary tattoo or sticker, email supportedadafruit.com or a show and tell sticker, whatever one you want. Email supportedadafruit.com. Okay. And then and what board do you use? Is it Metro M4 yeah. there? Uh, a Metro M4 because um, the board I'm making with the same processor is a little fritzy. I'm not used to soldering QFN packages. Are you also hard with the tiny. reset pin? Because Scott can also talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't yet. All right, we'll chat with each other. Uh, get on Discord on the Circuit Python and, and uh, absolutely chat with each other because this is like you are right at the exact time. It's like you've used space technology to travel through time and That's appear right. <laughs> right before the thing you have to do. Okay, next up, Matt. Matt. Hey guys. Hey, hey, welcome back. So, um, the past couple of weeks, I've been working on a freezer alarm for my local food pantry. Yeah. So, so far, I installed the prototype yesterday. Um, and this is what the it looks like. And then, like that. Mm-hmm. Looks great. And this, this alerts if it's opened? Yeah, it has. Um, right now, I just have temperature monitoring and door alarms. The door alarms will send text messages after five minutes of being open, as well as flash a light and beep and stuff. Yep. And then um, I'm collecting temperature data so I can create temperature alarms because I want to be able to detect if the freezer fails with the door closed. That's great. I have it. Um, this one right here. So this is the the door sensor. Yep. The light would turn green for three minutes. I scaled it down. It'll be just uh, like 20 seconds or so. And then the buzzer goes off. And then uh, it sends out text messages 
text messages to everybody on the um, in the list. That's great. That's so exciting, you have, you have two. Oh, you have two ways. It's temperature and it's the door open yeah. sensor. There's yeah. a fail. Exactly. Either things could go right or wrong. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm working on a guide for this project. Uh, it should be done in a week or two, I believe. Awesome. Wait, it's blinking. Uh oh, alert! Alert! And then, uh, so now we'll go. This is the uh, warning zone. Oh. Uh oh, your your steaks are melting. Your ice cream is turning to milk. And then, uh, sour cream is getting sourer. <laughs> yeah, just got the um, door open text message, and then when you close it after an alarm, it sends another text message, so you know that the problem's been resolved. All right, all right, sweet. Excellent IoT project, Matt. Perfect. That's exactly what IoT so is all about. Basement leaking, if someone leaves their garage door open, um, temperature, if there's a power outage, or if a refrigerator door is open. These are all ones that um, they're hard to do, but now it's getting easier. Matt, did you get the CircuitPython library for that working? I know I, I think I pointed you at it, but I don't know if did that uh, work. No. All right, I will keep looking at why that is not working. It should, um, <laughs> but we'll figure it out. It's, a, it's all good. It's on me to... To debug that. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Um, we'll be here next week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Um, Ask an Engineer starts at 8 p.m. Thank you for making this the best half an hour for us every single week. And uh, Colin is going to be playing us out some musical stylings. And Phil Dragon's going to be dragoning. Dancing along. Oh, yeah. That's such a so, cool mask. Some skulls. So. Some skulls. Colin, unmute your mic and play us out. <laughs> this is the best party on the internet. All right, thanks everybody. Bye bye. See, See you next some week. of you in a few minutes.